Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. I'm Andrew Musgrove, uh, joined by the Ryder and Chris Woff. On the touchline here at St James's Park, everyone has now gone. Another 52,000 people packed in before to watch Newcastle lose 2-1 again to a side in the top six, or last season's top six. Lee, uh, positive signs in the first half, but yet again we stand here at full time without a win. Yeah, that's right. I mean, 2-1 again today. It's amazing that they've now lost by the same scoreline to most of the top six. Um, really, for me, it wasn't a, wasn't a 2-1 game because Newcastle looked you know, dead and buried before the hour mark, 2-0 down in a strange, on a strange afternoon where you know, the first half was all about them, really, being on the front foot, um, creating some good moments. No shots on target, I have to say, but you know they were forcing corners, they were making life difficult for Arsenal. Then the second half, they just stopped. I think we spoke about it at half-time. We said, wouldn't it just be like Newcastle to come out and uh, you know get caught cold? And that's exactly what happened. They conceded the cheap free kick, and um, yeah, it was just disappointing. But did we really expect more than? what they've got at the moment at this stage of the season well unfortunately if you looked at the fixtures we, we all feared this and I think that what was frustrating about the game today was there was a stri- I, I don't know how Philippe feels the same I felt there was a bit of a strange atmosphere from the start it didn't subdued yeah it was subdued and then as well as Newcastle played in certain areas in the first half they weren't actually penetrating there wasn't the final ball they did a lot of good things and it just seemed as soon as Xhaka's free kick which was a wonderful free kick but as soon as that went in you could just almost visibly see the energy sap out of them and, and I mean the midfield was almost non-existent for the next 10-15 minutes and as Lee says as soon as Arsenal scored you couldn't see Newcastle getting back in the game yeah they got a consolation later on but it, it could have been three or four at one stage and really they've done well to have got through at the end of the game and only lost 2-1 but they just need something they need a moment to change their season because the momentum is going against them at the moment and they really just need something which is going to spark them back into life I always say that it was a positive first half because they did look good going forward and they didn't have a shot on target yeah that, that's right I mean the clinical edge it just isn't there um I think Rafa made the point to the board or, or Lee Charnley or Mike Ashley or whoever during those meetings he made the, the point about that early in the summer that they needed you know, an experienced striker they, they spluttered along with Rondon they got him over the line, he, he's not quite fit he's now uh, you know, ended up you know, coming back not fully prepared um, after a long trip from Panama I think it was so really Rafa didn't get what he wanted and now I think it's starting to shine through there on the pitch I wonder if part of the subdued atmosphere was the team sheet to be honest because when I saw it the, the positivity I'd had going into the game suddenly that went a little bit I mean me and Gibble were speaking before the game and just you looked at it and it just didn't fill you with confidence it didn't look let's be honest like a real Premier League starting lineup. they had Rondon on the bench they had Shelby on the bench they had people who could possibly change the game on the bench but they didn't even come on in the end and there was just that lack of a cutting edge in the final third and uh, Hosselu had done well in the first few games but I thought he laboured a bit through today the service wasn't great to him and really yeah the, the, the squad is thin we know the squad's thin but they're going to have to start finding some points from somewhere because they, they need goals and they need them quickly 
Benitez was asked in the, the post-match press conference was he worried he said no mm. talked about the positives mm. what, do, what do you make of his comments? Well I think he's got to try and you know keep a handle on, on this he, he's not a, the type of manager who will panic um, you know we've had people like Steve McLaren and Alan Pardew in the past and they come out in these press conferences and they start reading the riot act out and they start having big dressing room inquests it's not the time uh, he's not the type of manager to panic it's certainly not the time to panic as well because you know we've got Crystal Palace away next week very tough fixture it's a not as tough as the top six as we've already played but it's a hard place to go it's not a very nice place to go because the atmosphere is the fans are really on top um, of, of the players Newcastle haven't done brilliantly there down the years but Rafael go there with a game plan maybe he can catch them cold I certainly haven't written the season off um, I haven't certainly haven't written Raf Benitez off he's probably the best thing the club have got at the moment um, it's just as I say before things are now shining through um, the lack of investment in the summer uh, is there for all to see now and you were just quickly talking there about the atmosphere protests outside the ground before kick off it it seems to be earlier every week inside the ground that the Anthony Ashley chance starts. Yeah, a win would really help the atmosphere. Well, it would, but I think the negativity that's that's out there is real. I think you know the protests. You could see today more and more people are, are turned out. People would like some answers, really, but they also just want to see you know the money shelled out on the, on the pitch. Mike Ashley says he hasn't got it. Um, the club's still up for sale. We don't know how much that price is now maybe it has dipped down a little bit but you know we'll never know until the man at the top comes out and, and speaks so yeah I, I can't see the frustration being cleared up completely by just one one solitary win it would be welcome they do need it but the, the problems here are deeper rooted and um, it's something that is going to take a long time to sort out I'm afraid and just finally before we let you get off um, give me a positive from today well, the positive was that you know the fans didn't turn on the team. Um, they're not the type of crowd to do that anyway. But you know the frustration didn't seep through um, to the players. They did keep battling away, even at two 0 down. They, they got a consolation. There just wasn't enough time to to push for that equaliser. So there was a little bit of light, you know, creaking through there. But really, you know, that as you say, they've got to get wins on the board pretty quickly. So we moved inside now. Uh, Lee has gone off to write uh, what I suspect will be a very positive match report. Uh, Mark Douglas has joined us. Chris Woff is still with us here. Uh, Mark, your quick take on what you witnessed today here at James's Park. Uh, well, it was a game with two halves, I think, is the, is the cliche that probably applies best here. Uh, first half, they looked good without really ever threatening Arsenal's goal, I didn't think. I didn't think they created an awful lot. Um, and then that half time, it's been it's been like this for Newcastle all season, hasn't it? There's been little things that have gone against them. The cells going off, I think, disrupts the defence. Fernandez, uh, who'd been outstanding until then, makes a, a, a sort of silly error really in a bad in a bad spot. Shaka's free kick, probably Debravka maybe could have saved it. Uh, maybe you know, but again, he's been really good so far this season. And then after that, it's a massive uphill battle because I just don't think Newcastle have enough goals in them to come back from. Uh, from from going one behind, I know they've been in every game they've played so far this season, but they've they've not been in command of any of the games they've played in this season. So, 
a really flat day and you know we're still waiting for that spark this season and, and, and it just feels so depressed and flat at the moment here. that point you've made there about not having the, the goals and then you know I think we've mentioned it nearly on every podcast we've done over the last kind of six weeks it's that's nothing new this has been going on on months years if not it has um, but the, the reality is that's a situation we, we, we can go on all the time about how Rafa Benitez warned them and he rightly warned them and we've made the point but this is the situation they're in they do have a lack of goals and they're going to have to find some way to get results yeah. that's not having a go at Rafa Benitez or anyone it's just the, the fact of the matter is they can't change that until January they've needed a change over the last three years but that hasn't happened the thing that I found today was that I think when Marks used the word flat, it's right, because there just seemed to be, as soon as that free kick went in, you could almost visibly see the energy sap of not just the players, but also the crowd. And there is, speaking to journalists after the game, we're standing in the mix zone waiting to speak to the players, and everyone feels the same. It almost feels like you've had the air taken out of you, because things aren't going for Newcastle at the moment, and, and the momentum is shifting away from them, and they, they just need that one moment which is going to spark the season into life. They've had a very difficult start, things have gone against them but as Benitez himself made the point a few weeks ago this is the squad they have until January they do have a lack of goals in terms of one person you think is going to get 15 to 20 but they need to find a way to, to grind results out because I think that this game was there for the taking and, but Newcastle for all their dominance in the first half just didn't actually have that final killer touch and possibly that was you could you could question that the selection. I know there was fitness issues and people come back, but when you saw the team sheet, I think that everyone had a little bit of thought of. I'm not sure what's going on here. I mean, Isaac. I mean, you know, I think we all know that the problem the problems don't stem from Rafa Benitez. Um, so you know, he, he does get a pass um, for the for the for the way that things have gone. I think so far, but I, I do question why Isaac Hayden was playing today when he was really poor against Cardiff. Hasn't looked focused since. He obviously wanted to leave the club. He's played today and not covered himself in any kind of glory. He didn't look fit. He didn't look fit. And, and I also wonder what creativity you were going to get from that midfield pairing. I understand, obviously, John Joe Shelby's gone. Um, but where was Key? I know, obviously, he's been away. Uh, but, you know, he was the player that came in to replace Mikel Marina. But you've got, a, you've got a midfield pairing today that looks as if it was set up to contain Arsenal, fair enough. And in the first half they did, and, and if they had have contained Arsenal and got a point out of the game, you'd have said that the, the, it would have been a disciplined performance. But I think the way Newcastle are being set up at the moment, we're saying they haven't got enough goals, but they're not going to create a lot of chances being set up like that. So they're going to have to have somebody who's a bit more prolific than Jocelyn. Look, Jocelyn isn't, he's a nice guy and he works hard, but he's not good enough. And I know he scored two goals this season and... You know, well done to Jocelyn for doing that. But if he plays every game this season, how many goals is he going to get this season? Five, six, maybe. I, I don't understand why Yedlin is considered fit enough when he comes back from Nashville and Rondon's not. I, I and we knew when from speaking to Rafa in midweek that he, I, you knew he wasn't going to play Shelby, but he plays Richie. He doesn't play um, Rondon, but he plays Yedlin. It's you know, it's these little decisions that are going to get picked apart. I, I think that I think there'll be a lot of negativity and a lot of depression around Newcastle for the next seven days, but we can't really formulate a judgment on how good they are or how bad they are until they've played some of the teams who are going to be in and around them. This was a very very hard start. I think they've been in every game they've played. Look, if I'm looking for positives, they've not had. Shelby 
playing in virtually any of the games so far. They played, he played in the first two, but he's not played in any of them since then. They've not had their full team out, their best, strongest team out, really, at all this season yet. Let's just sort of bite our tongues a little bit at the moment. You know, we, we need to take the long game. We need to play the long game a little bit because we, you know, we know that Rafa has come through in the last two seasons. It feels very, very worrying at the moment. But I think, you know, as journalists, we kind of have to assess it on the evidence that we've that we've that we've had from the last two seasons. The, the evidence of the last two seasons is that Rafa does generally get things right. So let's give him the benefit of the doubt for now. You know, it looks like a team short of quality, but they haven't played the full best team that they've got yet. I think as well that this reminds me of the nine game winless run last season and it just at that point things were going against Newcastle and I think that once once they get a spark, I think there's enough within this group mentality wise personality-wise, discipline-wise, to bring them through and to get a couple of results. But at the moment, they're making mistakes at key moments and th- that lack of quality is what they're being paid for. But I do think that, that once they get one win, I think that the momentum will start to shift back their way. And that, that in the next few weeks, the fixtures do start to ease. But the issue they had is that, 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 that penalty miss against Cardiff is looking bigger and bigger because now they've got that hanging over the neck of you haven't won a game yet, you haven't won a game yet, that's five games in. And it, it, the longer that goes on, the game. more dream yeah. it is. And, and next week is, I would argue, outside the games against the really top teams away from home last season, I think Crystal Palace gave them the most, gave them the biggest chasing that they had last season. That second half at, at Sellers Park, how they managed to get a point out of that game, I don't know. Because they, they were torn apart. They were absolutely torn apart. And, you know... That's the worry, isn't it? They go to Palace, who are no mugs themselves. You know, look, historically, you would say Newcastle should go to Palace and expect to get something, but not with the squads that both teams have got this season. So that's a difficult game. Then they've got um, Leicester, isn't it? Leicester at home, yeah. Then Manchester United. Then Brighton, which now looks to me like a absolutely huge game. But how many points realistically are they going to get out of those next three games? If they get four, I'll be absolutely over the moon. To be honest, with the way that this season's going so far, four points out of those next three would be would be terrific. I could see them getting nothing the way they're playing, um, but Newcastle have just got to kind of keep the faith. I think it's always going to be a difficult sell this season. I've written about it before that the whole um, modus operandi of last season was stick with us. We're aiming to get through this season, stay in touch, and then we'll try and build in the summer. That didn't happen, so it's a much more difficult sell this season. I think Chris is right, the atmosphere was really poor today. Just a penultimate question then, guys. On the pitch, there seemed to be a few, shall we say, feisty discussions between a few certain players. Is it, do you think it's more noticeable because of the bad run they're on? This is the worst, this is the joint worst uh, start of the Premier League season after five games. Is it the passion and that's a good thing? I mean, what do you make of it? I'd say to a certain extent it's a good thing. It shows that they're trying to self-police, but at the same time that can only go so far before that becomes um, questioning each other and 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 it can become dysfunctional. I wouldn't say they're at that stage yet. Um, I think second half it was just frustrating because the game, I think they all knew the game had gone away from them in, in 10 minutes of madness really where they, they'd, they'd been so disciplined and so well-structured and then they obviously lost their shape when the cells went off. So I don't think it's any room to panic yet, but that is that's what happens when teams go through bad runs. People team people start to point the finger or they start to question each other, and I I think that we're not at the stage yet to worry about that. But I'm sure Benitez will be having words with a few of them because like I mean he, he went off the pitch talking with Hosselu, 
who seem frustrated by something that's gone on. I don't know exactly what. So Benitez will speak to the players, and I, I think that'll be sorted. And then just finally, then for both of you, in a quick sentence, uh, give me a positive. Chris, do you want to go first? Federico Fernandez looks good. I know you he, he gave away the free kick, but I still think he's a good sign, and I think he's someone who gives them depth in that position. So that'll be my positive. Nightmare start is over. That's my sentence. The games get easier from here. There we go. Well, thank you very much for joining us. If you head over to chroniclelive.co.uk, you can keep the date with all the latest Newcastle United news. Thank you.